Patriots fans, the Pats still have one open roster spot. That's right, folks, one. The Pats were busy on Monday morning. Murph and I are here to break down all of the Patriots' comings and goings for Mailbag Monday. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, Please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Folks, it's Monday, which means it's hashtag Mailbag Monday. And what a mailbag for you today. It's awesome insight. You guys are truly amazing, especially all of you everydayers out there, all of you who make Locked On Patriots possible. Cannot thank you enough for that. And my unending appreciation to you. I'm always honored and humbled by your support. And because it's Mailbag Monday, it is also hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. And that means a visit from our good friend, the Count of Murphy Pisto himself, Thomas Murphy of 2GSports.com, who I'm going to let drop in here in just a second. But, folks, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. The legendary Count of Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy, drops by. We pay our homage as we should. Thank you for joining me and coming to me in friendship today, Don Murph. Always a pleasure, Michael. Always a pleasure. <laughs> it's always our honor. It is always our honor to host you here on Locked On Patriots, bud. And boy, do we have an amazing mailbag to dig through today. Some truly amazing yeah. questions. Good stuff. Um, I'm blown away by our listeners. I really and truly am. The insight, uh, the, the topics, and being able to have your finger on the pulse of Patriots Nation is not an easy thing. Murph and I try to do that each and every day here on Locked On Patriots and, of course, on One Patriots Place, which Murph does each and every week as well. But at the same time, you are the pulse of the fan base. You are the pulse of Pat's Nation. And for you to share your feedback and what's on your mind and your burning questions truly makes our episodes what they are, especially when it comes to Mailbag Monday. So, Murph, let's dive right in. How could we start the show in good faith without a little visit from the great and powerful wizard of Benzon, and that is our man Miguel Benzon. His question is a poignant one today, Murph, because Miguel wanted to know, as you can see on the screen, and for those of you who are just listening to our podcast, what positions do you expect the Patriots to fill now that they have two open spots on their active roster? Well, as you can see, Miguel submitted this question prior to Monday morning because the Patriots now, Murph, have one roster spot available. No. That's right. 5'10", 185-pound, speedy wide receiver from Smurfs. the great state, the Ocean State, Rhode <laughs> Island, my home state. Ed Lee signs the URI wideout, signing with the Patriots. It's a guy that the Patriots have had on their radar for yep. quite a while now, Murph. They scouted him at Pro Day at Bryant University in Smithfield. 
He looked good, fast, ran a 4.5340. Comes in a great year in 2022, really a monster year. Led the CAA in pretty much every category, or at least was in the top five in most of them. And he comes in now having been invited to rookie minicamp. I'm fanboying yeah. a little bit on this one because it's Go a Rhode ahead. Island kid. I'd love Go to ahead. see it. But if I'm being brutally honest, a 53-man roster spot looks to be a, a difficulty. I'll put it diplomatically. But this kid could be a very valuable member of the practice squad. What do you think of the Patriots' newest addition to their 90-man roster? I like him. I, I like the kid. I've, I've liked the, the work that he did. You know, being up here in the Northeast, you hear about the, the local guys and what they're able to do. <laughs> and, um, you know, while I'm with you, I don't think he's going to be on the 53-man roster when, when camp breaks. Uh, he's going to be a fantastic camp body. He's going to be somebody – that the Patriots are going to be able to to use in a, 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 a many different situations. He's going to get a good look, not only as a receiver, but as a as a punt and kick returner too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you mentioned that because this kid fills multiple needs. And when you look at the year that he had in 2022, you can understand why the Patriots might be willing to take a flyer on this kid. I am a little bit surprised he did go undrafted. I thought he had a shot to make it maybe six, seventh rounds, but who knows? Their loss may be the New England Patriots game here. He started all 11 games that he played last year, folks. Yep. 56 catches, 908 yards, five touchdowns. Second team all CAA and honors as a wide receiver. Third team as a punt returner. He led the CAA with 908 receiving yards, but seventh in yards per catch with 16.2. Also averaged 11.3 yards per punt return on special teams. So if you're looking for someone that can come in, be a pass catcher, or be able to return punts and utilize that skill, that's something that you know uh, the Patriots have a, a big time value for. Yeah, and this kid is quicker than uh, than Lickety Split. You know, it, yeah. it, 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 somebody that that could find his way onto the practice squad and definitely uh, keep the defensive backs on their on their toes while they're trying to get ready for the speedsters in Miami and uh, coming out from New York with the Jets and and of that ilk. It, it, it's always good to have bodies in camp and on the roster or on the practice squad during the year that you can work in and out in different situations to get the uh, the team ready. Yeah, without question. And with his addition, folks, the Patriots now have seven wide receivers on this depth chart. In addition to Lee, you got Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, Trey Nixon, Keishon Butte, and Demario Douglas. Now, this lends itself quite nicely into Miguel's true question here, right. which is where do we think the Patriots are going to go from here? Obviously, they went with wide receiver in one aspect, yep. and Ed Lee comes in, fills a camp body position, but the Patriots still have another roster position open. When you look at this roster from top to bottom, Murph, where do you see the Patriots focusing their attention? Right. Well, when I, when I first saw Miguel's question, great question, Miguel, you always ask great mm -hmm. questions. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I thought to myself, the Patriots could go in many directions here. I thought for sure they would find a linebacker after, uh, Raekwon McMillan went down, but mm -hmm. then they made Claire happy and signed Anthony Frisker tight end. Okay. <laughs> um, safety depth is still something I had wide receiver on my mind at, at that point in time, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, both places, uh, you know, there's still an offensive tackle possibility. I'm not sure, mm -hmm. you know, where that would come from. And there's, of course, my old friend Patrick Queen. But, you know, Rashawn Evans, 
uh, the linebacker who used to play for the Titans and the Falcons is, mm-hmm. is a good possibility here. How about this old friend, Akeem Hicks? You know, maybe mm. we could bolster that that uh, that defensive line a little bit. Get somebody in here. I mean, he was he was you know uh, a fantastic Patriot, and I I was you know really ticked off to watch him get away. And then you can you can actually stick in the defensive backfield here when we're talking about uh, a free safety. How about Deron Harmon? You know, Deron Harmon is still out there and he could uh, come into this defensive back room and be, um, I I don't want to say a Devin McCourty because nobody can replace Devin McCourty, but in the leadership role and somebody who knows this system, knows this defense and could be a quarterback back there at the free safety position, he could, he could feel really nice. That's a great point. That is a great point. I actually wrote about Duran a little bit for Sports Illustrated when the Patriots were in the process of trying to fill out their roster prior to free agency. Guys that yep. might be available for New England where they could sign them to a relatively team-friendly deal but still get a good return on investment. Right. And I think Duran fills that bill quite nicely. He is someone that knows the system. He's someone that can still play on the field, can make contributions. You can plug him in at a lot of different places in that secondary and he right. can be effective. And you don't need to utilize him in multiple situations. You can put him in a specific situation on a given day and still get a good return right. uh, from and- whatever you expect from him on that day. And we'll get deeper into that if we we stick with the questions that Mike picked for the for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because folks, yep. again, you continue to knock it out of the park each and every week. Our good friend Miguel always starting us off pretty Fantastic. appropriately, but he looked into that Benzanian crystal ball uh, that yep. he does he uses so well to uh, estimate the Patriots' salary cap information. He's always accurate, right down to the penny, but. Uh, He's becoming, uh, you know, much more insightful. Coming into his own now that now that he's of drinking age. <laughs> he'll see things on the financial side of it, and right. he'll apply. Bill's it got to... a lot more to say, and he's exactly. got a lot more. Exactly. He, he just, Absolutely. you know, everybody focuses in on what he does because he does it so well, does right. it better than anybody else in the business. Uh, but no, he's got a lot to say, and he he makes he makes fantastic points all the time. Thank you, Miguel. Absolutely, yeah. Not only the financial insight, but also the logistical insight, folks, yep. of what you can expect on the team from the New England Patriots this season. Murph, it's going to be an interesting one, and we're going to stay on the offense. We're going to stay at the wide receiver position because our good friend matt urban longtime listener to the show big time supporter of the show and we appreciate it wants to know whether the patriots should prioritize youth or experience well i'll tell you if that isn't the question of the day i don't know what is we tackle matt's question and more when this episode of the locked on patriots podcast returns in just a moment but first folks today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at fanduel sportsbook make a fast break to fanduel during the nba playoffs because right now New customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. Patriots fans, the legendary Count of Murphy Fisto joins me here today. It is hashtag Mailbag Monday, but most importantly, it is hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. Folks, we are having a blast so far opening up the Locked on Patriots Mailbag 
already a blockbuster question from our good friend Miguel. And we're going to stay in that same vein for just a moment, yeah. Murph, because one of the Patriots signings over the weekend into Monday morning was Ed Lee, the University of Rhode Island, coming in as a wide receiver, a yep. seventh body now on that depth chart. And our good friend, Matt Urban, who's listened to the show for a number of years now, been a big time supporter, always dropping insightful hints, a big time contributor during yep. mock draft Monday. We appreciate Matt. Keeps always the Twitter feed seeing, lively. And we always enjoy seeing his insight. And Matt's question is as follows, folks. Would you choose youth over experience if players seem to have similar ability, i.e. Demario Douglas or Kayshawn Butte over yep. Devontae Parker or Kendrick Bourne? If there will be a lot of 12 personnel, no need for six receivers, maybe not even five. Interesting point, Murph. Yeah. So when you look at this wide receiver core and you look at the seven bodies that are currently on there right now, we ran them down in the previous segment. Judging on what Claire and I talked about over the weekend here with the 12-man personnel, Mike Gusecki, Hunter Henry being targets for Mac Jones, whether you think they're top three or top five, those guys are going to catch or see a lot of action from Mac Jones. There's no question about it. It does diminish what the wide receivers might be able to accomplish as a whole, unless they bring a little bit more than just pass catching skill set to the right. table. So my question to you is to offshoot what Matt had to say, where do the Patriots make their cuts here? Do they look to prioritize youth or do they have to go with the experience on this roster right now? Because it is a double-edged sword and I'll explain myself in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Um, Michael, Michael, jump back around to that. I'm going with the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, This team needs wins. They they don't need to. Too often uh, we see guys get the red shirt season out of uh, their freshman year. The guys that that we're talking about, um, Boutte and such, that are at the bottom of this this Patriots uh, depth chart right now are – Good candidates for the practice squad. They're guys that could more likely than not get squeezed onto that practice squad unless they ball out in preseason and somebody else uh, picks them up. That's going to be a big hint. If you don't see these guys in preseason, Bill might be trying to uh, funnel them towards the practice squad. But if they're going to make a cut, um, Parker could be the odd man out to mm-hmm. save a buck or two, or in this case, $6.2 million. He has no guarantees left on his contract at all. And while my, he may be a better roster fit than Bourne, Kendrick would leave behind a dead cap number of like $1.4 or $1.5 million. And, you know, there's always the uh, the injury factor when we're talking about Parker. Um, you know, last year he started dealing with concussions also. He's been banged up a lot during his career. But personally, for me, I would go with the with the veterans. I, I'm, mm. I'm taking the vets with me. Money be damned. It's not my money. It's not my money. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people that will agree with you. I sort of do agree with you on this as well. I think back to the wall, if you're asking me what I would prioritize and how I would go about filling this roster... I would go with experience over youth as well, simply because Keishon Butte, there is still an injury history there. And I don't right. necessarily believe that this is something that's still plaguing him. Dr. Kyle Trimble joined me a couple of weeks ago here on these airwaves yeah, and essentially gave Keishon a clean bill of health. He's still going to be eased into the system, I think. And I think the Patriots right. still need to see a lot out of him. So even if you see a lot in mini camp, in training camp, 
not necessarily going to translate to the field. Murph is absolutely right, folks. You want to watch the preseason and see where these guys are getting snaps in game situations. Yep. And uh, we're talking about the Encyclopedia Biltanica being completely opened back up this year with uh, Bill O'Brien uh, running the show over there on the sidelines. This is not going to be a dumbed down situation. You saw last year um, how difficult it was for Taekwon Thornton to catch up, you know, after dealing with the injuries in camp. And it's one thing to be in the film room, to to be in the uh, in the meeting rooms and hearing this. You've got to be out there on the field getting it done. And like I said, you know, far too often we, we see it with with young receivers, young, um, as you would call them, skill players mm-hmm. getting that that uh, that red shirt year just to be able to be on the same page, not even the same page, the same chapter mm-hmm. that the Patriots are on. You know, if for so long we, we were spoiled with um, with receivers that were that were in the same sentence as Tom Brady. Tom could glance mm-hmm. at them and they would know what to do uh, coming into this system and everything that it entails in running it at a um, a well-oiled machine level. And, and that's the thing that is going to determine this year whether or not we get a repeat of 2022 or we're running it all the way back to, you know, 2017. Mm. Interesting point. Um, And I like where you go with the new players that are coming in here that are seeing this for the first time. I think in a lot of ways, it's an eye-opener for new players that are coming in where you hear about that we should be receiving a doctorate degree for, you know, the type of offense that they're running. Apparently, that's a sign, and that should be a good sign for Patriots fans that, Simplification is no longer the name of the game in New England. Um, Bill O'Brien is not about dumbing down this offense. He's going to run his unit how he runs his unit. (laughs) If that's the case and that's what he's doing, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a If you don't get it, you're gone. Yeah, you don't get it, absolutely. you're gone. In defense of the rookies, I did want to go ahead and just give a little bit of a shout-out and a little bit of kudos to Keyshawn Bay and Demario Douglas. By all accounts, two very high IQ players. Now, yep. I know people are going to point to the difficulty that Butte had last year with coaching, not getting on the same page, um, not looking engaged. When he is locked in, though, there are more than a handful of analysts, of people that have played with him, coached him, that tell you that he is someone that can pick up an offense very quickly. So that's something to watch. And Demario Douglas as well, coming from Liberty, maybe not the juggernaut powerhouse that a lot of these teams have had. That's something to keep an eye on with these rookies. Are they picking up the system very quickly? Can they prove that they can be or they can be big contributors in short order? Douglas, especially to me, is an interesting case because I think once teams start to see his shiftiness, his ability to gain yards after the catch in the slot, it might be tough to keep him under wraps. And that's a a situation that the Patriots are going to have to manage. I mean, they have to manage his workload. They have to determine whether or not keeping him out there only increases his value on the open market or it increases his value for this team here to keep him in-house. So, um I actually did a roster projection about a month ago. I did right here on Locked On Patriots and go back, take a look at it um, or take a listen to it. And uh, I did have the Patriots carrying six wide receivers, three tight ends and nine offensive linemen. So I found a way to try to work out everybody's 
wants and needs here yep. on the Patriots roster. It is possible, folks. I'm not saying it's likely or improbable, but it is possible uh, that they will do that. And I think that satisfies your comment about 12 personnel, Matt, as well, because yeah. you're looking at Gusecki and you're looking at Hunter being the top two guys. I think Ferkser now has a chance to be number three in right. that room. Uh, and uh, maybe now you're looking at Scotty Washington being more of a, of a uh, practice squad addition to this team. But um Good stuff. Very good question on uh, right. on Excellent question. Murph, the New England Patriots are not done on the field yet. You and I both know that. It is going to be an interesting time for this team to fill out roster position, roster slots, or be able to determine who's going to be playing where. Now, most players don't necessarily have to put multiple positions next to their name, but the player that we're going to talk about in just a minute is, of course, not only one of my favorites, but also a fan base favorite and one of the more versatile guys on any NFL roster you'll ever see, including the New England Patriots. I'm going to be talking Marcus Jones and whether or not the other Joneses may dictate where he plays. And stick around. You are not going to want to miss this when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast wraps up. Dots fans, thank you once again for making Lockdown Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Your first listen every day. Remember, we are your team every day. And, of course, we are a proud part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And tomorrow here on the pod, be sure to check in. Boots on the ground coverage from OTA Day 2 Media Day. Everything you want to know about what the Patriots did on the field on the second day of media observation of OTAs, stay locked in to Locked On Patriots for that here tomorrow. But today, we continue to take our deep dive into the Locked On Patriots mailbag. Mailbag Monday with Murph. A lot of alliteration there. I love it. And Murph, we've talked about the wide receivers. We've talked about the new additions to the Patriots roster, what it may mean for some players currently on this roster, but our good no. friend Tucker uh, at Brady Boy 12 at Tucker Ross Khan would love to know what position Marcus Jones should or will play this year between Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, not right. that Jones, the other Jones. <laughs> it's going to be hard for him to start. I think Tucker makes an interesting point here. I still do believe that Marcus has a leg up on his competition, but what say you, my friend? Where do you see Marcus Jones aligning most this year? You know, he, in the slot, but you see, this is an excellent question, and the strength of this this defensive back group is the versatility that mm, they're able to, to show. What, what Patriots Nation needs to get out of their head is who's starting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that it's it just doesn't doesn't work into the equation here. Um, you know, the Pats are deep as all hello at uh, the defensive back cornerback spot, but the, that mm-hmm. that it's really the beauty of the room that that these guys there are so many of these guys that can be used in so many different ways. Just forget about who's the starter. Um, it's going to be a mix and match from week to week as to. Uh, what the Patriots are going to run out there. Um, you know, th- this amoeba defense that has become so popular here in New England over the past couple of years is what you're going to see going forward. And guys like Marcus and Jack Jones and, um, you know, uh, anybody else that, that you want to pull out here right now on that side of the ball is are, are guys that are going to be able to fill these roles in any way that that Bill or uh, Gerard Mayo wants to use them. 
Very good point. And I think that's something interesting to remember. And I think it does lend itself very nicely into Tucker's question, which which position will he play and which position should he play? Uh, a lot of times those aren't in tandem. I think they are in tandem in this regard because you can use Marcus in so many different ways. Good Morning Football on NFL Network was really the one that asked him the question where he believes he's at his best uh, on the football field. And his answer was very honest. He says, I'm always a defensive back. That's the right. first thing. Anywhere that's needed for the team, I'm down for it, but I'm a defensive back first. And he did have very good stats in that regard last year, folks, in limited snaps that he saw. He only had 37% of the team's defensive plays where he saw action, but he did play both perimeter and the slot. He wasn't just a slot weapon, so he can be used in either way. 39 tackles, seven passes defense, a fumble recovery, yep. and don't forget the interception return turned 69 yards against the Cincinnati Bengals in week 13. That right. is not an easy team to do that against. And Marcus Jones did it as a rookie. So if you want to talk about being in the right place at the right time, this kid can do it, but he can be a potential weapon out of the slot and offense as well. We've talked about right. that and the return game is really, I think where he shines, but my thought process on this Murph. And again, I'm going to ask you in a moment to, tell me whether or not I'm on the money here or whether I'm way off. I don't right. think you're going to see as much of Marcus Jones returning no. punts or returning kicks this year as you did last year for two reasons. One, I think the rule is kind of going to neutralize some of what he does well. Right. And I think that's a travesty, to be totally honest with you. We'll get into that. That's a conversation for yeah, another day. But yeah, we can do that on a Friday afternoon and, and yeah. just rip that apart. Oh, my God, I hate you. I hate you, Goodell. <laughs> I stand you. But the other reason for it, and I think this is the more practical reason for it, is you have to be careful about burnout. You have to be careful right. about getting these guys hurt. To be honest with you, I think one of the reasons why a guy like Isaiah Bolden was drafted where he was is maybe to take some pressure off in the kicking game. Can you see someone spelling him in either one of these areas this year? Yeah, I do. And and you brought up brought up the perfect name for it, a Bolden. You know, let's embolden him and let's get him back there and take a little pressure off this young man. So maybe he is not quite as banged up uh, down the stretch. He's somebody that, you know, maybe you could use in the slot as a receiver a little bit more often than mm -hmm. you would. Because we're talking about uh, running him out there in packages right after he's he's run 87 yards to gain 14. So, you know, just just a little break there. Just a little break there, but uh, it's a fantastic question, and and please keep them coming. The the rotation on the other side, of the, I do think that he's a slot. You know, uh, you you know, you got Jack Jones on one side, him on the other, Miles Bryant in the um in the slot, and then the next series you're running Christian Gonzalez out there, and you got Jack Jones on the other side, and Jonathan Jones in the slot. Mm -hmm. uh, Gonzalez, Marcus Jones, Jonathan, you know, the, the keeping up with the Joneses is going to be very interesting this year. All <laughs> I know will. is my man, my man, Jack Jack is going to have one hell of a season. <laughs> I do believe he will as well. I think Jack is highly motivated to yeah. prove a lot of people wrong. I know there are a lot of people that believe that he'll still be in the Belichickian doghouse. I'm not saying that anybody's no. wrong in that prediction. I think we have to see I am. what these guys are doing on the field and really get a feel for how this team is being coached before we can really make an informed opinion on that. But at the same time, I think Jack is the type of guy that's motivated by things like this. And I think he will be motivated by it yep. to prove his worth 
on the field, very active on social media, very active in praising his teammates. He's obviously locked into being a Patriot. So based on that, I see Jack Jones having a good year. And the talent is definitely there, Murph. I mean, we've talked right. about it before. This kid can definitely be a ball-hopping perimeter cornerback, someone with that type of aggression that we haven't seen in quite some time. Very good compliment. Christian Gonzalez, who I think a lot of these answers, uh, a, a lot of these questions, the answer is going to be um, how quickly uh, 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 Gonzalez picks up this defense mm-hmm. and what he's able to do. Um, the more time you see him on the field, the less time you're going to see some of the other guys. Um, but no, it, it, again, uh, it, it goes to versatility. A lot of these guys, with the exception of Gonzalez, I don't think Gonzalez is a guy that's going to be able to play the slot. Uh, at all, <laughs> but um, but there are there there's a myriad of guys that can be put in here, and you are you're gonna you're gonna see that 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 amoeba defense for last uh, lack of a, a better um, uh, word usage than uh, you even did last year or the year before. That secondary right now, folks, is going to be stacked from top to bottom. We can't wait to see a lot of these guys out there on the field. Didn't get a look at Christian Gonzalez last week. We're definitely hoping to see him on the field on Tuesday and see what he can do in these situations. Albeit team drills, it's very early right now. Handing out grades or really putting expectations on these kids now at OTA before, even before mandatory minicamp, a little bit of a futile enterprise, but it's fun to see what they can do. We had a blast watching a lot of the guys last week, and I can't wait to see what uh, this crew can do again this week. Murph, it's always an honor, always a pleasure. Before we wrap up this Monday mailbag here on Locked on Patriots, any more parting thoughts on any of the questions that we've got from either Miguel, from Tucker, from Matt, or anything that you would like to regale our uh, adoring public with uh, before we close up the mailbag for the week? No, just just great questions, fantastic questions. We had to we had to curb a couple of others. Uh, please mm-hmm. don't be um, if we did not get to your question, don't be afraid to resubmit it. Um, we're one of those people that. We're, we haven't bookmarked everything. We, we're bookmarking the, the questions that, that we're going to highlight this week. Don't be afraid to re, resubmit the same question. Just because we didn't get to it this week doesn't mean we won't next week. Just some fantastic questions, some fantastic feedback. Keep watching and keep listening. Thank you, folks. Folks, we cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to submit a question here on Locked On Patriots. We love the interactive portion of the Monday shows, folks, whether it be mock drafts early in the year or now as we get into the camp of preseason, all of the questions that you have for the mailbag. Yeah. It's always Wait till fun. Monday morning quarterback hits. <laughs> Definitely. And then, of course, breaking down the game action like only we can here. And we're going to be there sooner than you think, Murph. It's unbelievable. We have a blast, especially all of you everydayers out there. Cannot thank you enough for your support of the show. Before I let you go, please let everyone know where they can find you, your great work, and what we can expect this week from the great pen, the great voice of Thomas Murphy. Well, um, One Patriot's Place is going to air on Wednesday morning this week. We got the the fabulous Evan Lazar coming wow. in from over there, patriots.com. You're not going to want to miss that one. Over at E2G Sports, I've got a nice article up this morning, nice little column. The numbers that really count when looking at these at this Red Sox team in 2023, please go check that out at e2gsports.com. And, of course, you can follow me on the Bird app at tmurf207. Uh, any questions that you've got for me, throw them my way. And, and you know, maybe, maybe we'll talk about it next. If I fave it. We might have it here next Monday. 
Absolutely, folks. Keep those questions coming. It's an open invite to get those questions in whenever you want. Just make sure to put hashtag Mailbag Monday if you're tagging us on Twitter right. or in the YouTube comments section. Let us know that that's a question you'd like to have featured here on Locked On Patriots. We will certainly do our best to accommodate that request as best we possibly can. But in the meantime, continue to stay safe and stay well. Be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you next week here on Locked On Patriots. Murph and I, but I'll be back again tomorrow to bring you OTA Media Day 2 recap right here on Locked On Patriots. Have a great day, everyone. Jack Jones.